Hello, and welcome to the In Contention Podcast. This is Sam Stodd, your host, with Matt Cranstuber. Hello! And Ruben Bressler. Why are we talking way up here this time? Because we're up in the Alps, and I just ate a York peppermint patty. Ricola. I hate you both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, good enough for me. Good enough for us. All right, Hashtags. ABR pre-release. Hashtag, guess who's back at MTG Online. Yes. We have Avacyn Restored Standard. Avacyn Restored Predictions. Right. Uh, the Eric Freilord Celebration Classic, uh, which is a tournament series. Mm-hmm. Then we have B-Day Shoutouts, um, Crazy Cubes, and GP San Jose Fantasy Draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily in that order at all. Right. So, uh... we're going to start with shoutouts. So, <laughs> uh, let's start with the theme music to the end. We'll just make this like a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, Avacyn Restored pre-release is in T-minus 48 hours from now-ish. Uh, it's uh, Less than that. Well, if you're listening to this, it's probably maybe Friday morning, so yeah. you'll have 24 hours from the time you get to crack open those... Uh, I'm just saying that right now it's considerably less than 48 hours. You have so. to be a little more imaginative and understand that we live in the time that our listeners listen to the show. I'm all in, saying is... In your region. All I'm saying is that unless we're transmitting this back in time, in okay. your region, then there is no way it would ever. It, it's less than 48 hours for us now, considerably. It's so possible they're listening to us from the past. It is possible. <laughs> if you are listening to us from the past, do not go into the future. There are zombies. Also, uh, pick up what was really cheap at the uh, at the Zendikar pre-release or something <laughs> like that. That people could pick up. Uh, sell all your Lotus Cobras. Right. Sell uh, all your Scab Ruinators. There we yeah, go. Yeah, you don't know what that does yet, but when you get them, sell them. Sell them. They're not <laughs> as impressive as they look. Uh, pick up Dual Lands. I know they're a lot of money. Trust me. I know a one. lot of you are listening from 1996. Pick up Dual Lands. That's a good buy. Very good buy. Very good buy. Beta. It's so, going to be like 50 bucks, but don't worry. It'll pay yeah, off. right. And you know, it's not. it wasn't even too long ago that Beta Underground Seas were 200 and $300. Now they're... Uh, $1,500. Just whatever. Uh, so, yeah. Avacyn Restore pre-release this weekend. Going to be crack, cracking some packs, playing some sealed, hopefully winning some packs and doing some drafting. So, uh, uh, limited resources. Our our, uh, our friends uh, Marshall and John released a five-hour yeah, set review. Five hours. Do you realize that's longer than the last extended edition of... Uh, of Lord of the Rings, of which I, I love that movie. That's like, awesome. It, but, but like, even I was in the theater, like, Ugh, come on. Now, in fairness, it is not. It is not longer than the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy. Right. No, only half. Over half. Over half. <laughs> so, if if this was a full block, their block set review would be larger. Yeah, it would than, be longer than the than the movie. Chronology of Star Trek. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty insane. I mean, there was one night where we we did a podcast, and then right after the podcast, we did a video game podcast, which I think you know all told, maybe we spent three hours. And by the end of that three hours, my I, I could barely talk. I mean, I, I pretty much collapsed in my bed. Five hours, man. Good job, guys. I I haven't gotten a chance to listen to it yet, but uh, if you want some strategy, it's already out there. 
Um, you have a full day to listen to it. I'm sure you could jam it on your, your iPod while you're playing F and M. Are they, has anyone photoshopped a five hour energy onto their logo yet? <laughs> no. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna mail them one. Yeah. I was on there once and we uh, I finished doing this podcast, which was like an hour and a half, and went home and we did a uh, M thirteen or M twelve uh, limit review or something like that. And it was like three hours long or something. And I think I went to bed at three in the morning because, of course, they're you know they're in Seattle, they're yeah. on, on, in Washington, just three <laughs> hours difference from here. So they don't they don't record to like fairly late their time. They don't start recording to like ten o'clock their time, so or nine o'clock or whatever. So it's like midnight. We get started. We're going through stuff. I'm like have to set multiple alarms and like far away from my bed so I can't possibly just like reach <laughs> over and smack it off. It was miserable, but it was a lot of fun. The next day, however, sucked. So, if you were going to open your seal pool, what do you want to open? Cavernous souls. It's cavernous souls. Okay. Well, if you're, for, if, for money or let's for... Pretend, uh, foil cavernous souls. Let's pretend Japanese everything... Japanese foil cavernous okay. <laughs> Let's pretend everything is... 17 worthless. foil. If you, if you were going to open up... Okay, what's your... Well, let's make it simple. Since we're, since we're not going to get too much into limit discussion, what's your favorite con in the set? Favorite common? Mm-hmm. Uh, hexproof soul bond. Ah, you took mine. I'm sorry. That guy's a blind spirit, or whatever that guy was from Future Sight. Same cost, same abilities, with upside. Yeah. And not just upside, enormous upside. Uh, considering how very little uh, elimination there is in the set, uh, especially instant speed elimination, all of it's going to blow you out because you're not expecting it. Mm. And the Soul Bond guy, that guy is just ridiculous. Uh, I want to open up the, uh, it's a mythic. It's the, uh, the uh, my pick for probably the best part in the set for limited. It's the, mm-hmm. I forget what her name is. She's a 5-5 flying angel. Oh, the, the red, strike? white one? No, the uh, green, white one. The, the oh, Sigarda? Host of Herons? Yes, the, the five mana, 5-5 five, five hexproof. That was the bird, I think that's the bird lady? Because it's, it's the, the white, green friction in Obliterator. It just well, it's, doesn't, it it's, doesn't get blocked. It's all the mist stalker is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just like humongous, hexproof, hard to block. 5-5 five, five for 5. That quite right. Five mana. There are not a lot of ways to deal with this. And, and uh, yeah. Just, right. I want to open the other one. The 5-5. Five, five. The doubles? Yeah, okay. So uh, our friend Doug played that against me the other night. He's, he in played cube? like, yeah, in cube. And um, so he resolved it, then proceeded to attack me for what, you, what would usually be five. It dealt ten to me. Then played a Johnny Vengeance. Oh god! Sixed me and then played a another three damage burn spell and just killed me. Just dealt twenty damage, which would have normally dealt eleven. It dealt twenty two. You know what I dealt twenty damage with at Cute Night was uh, Deadpool, the Dead Eye Navigator. Oh the, yeah, that guy's the Soul Bond <laughs> five. Okay, he's so a five five for four colors, blue blue Soul Bond. When he when he Soul Bonded, both creatures have colorless and a blue blanket. And I had him in my uh, sneak attack reanimator deck. So I, <laughs> end of turn, sneak attack, Hellkite. Sneak attack, uh, Deadeye Navigator. Blink Hellkite three times, kill you. So you can just continue to blank any creature that, that it originally soul bonded with. I believe that's how it works, right? Well, it has to soul bond with it again. Yeah, it has to re-soul so, bond. Okay. So there's a trigger that goes on the stack each time. Like this guy, I, I, I was writing my, my cube set review, and I actually stopped writing it because my brain started hurting trying to understand. Because we said um, every time we read soul bond, like when we first read it, like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And like, and it's you're like, good. wait a second. It doesn't target? Yeah, it doesn't target? Oh, that's awesome. Oh, wait, hold on a second. You mean I can do this any time a new creature comes onto the battlefield? Right. 
Like, it, it just continued to get better. And so that guy was one where, okay, so let me, let me make sure I have this right. So if I have him out and I untap with him and a Venser, I can just pay eight mana and bounce four permanents. That is correct. Yes. Wow. That seems pretty good. Assuming they don't have removal. Sure. No, but even if they have removal, they can, uh, you can respond to the trigger if you have extra mana. Well, it, not the, I'm, I, I'm trying to remember, Soulbond is a trigger, right? Yes. So what happens is they go, uh, you go, okay, blink it out, comes back and play, uh, and then the Soulbond guy triggers again? Yes. And so but then, it, doesn't, it doesn't target though, right? Correct. So, so it doesn't so, matter. So if they but kill if your they, guy, you can they, just Soulbond another guy. Right? Right, but if they kill the Deadeye yeah, instead. Yeah. No, it's not even killing the Deadeye. They, they just kill Venser, and you're like, okay, well, he's, not, he's no longer soulbound, so I can't blink him. Right. I see what you mean. So, yeah, that guy would actually be a pretty good guy to open. I mean, the, the limited format's really interesting. Um, he saves your guys from combat. He's a 5-5 five, five for 6. Like, that's nothing to sneeze at. Oh, yeah, he seems... You know, nothing limited. kills him. At all in this format. He's like, mythic, right? He's, no, he's rare, I think. Whoa. Is he mythic? I don't, know. I, don't know. I don't remember. Either way. So there's a lot of, like, enormous. there's a lot of big cards, and the Another thing... common I want to open is New Magma Spray. It's Pillar of Flame, I think. It's a one red mana, two yeah. damage sorcery that can get rid of a guy forever. And it, and it can dump players, too. Oh, which is the distinct... Yeah, wow. that's the distinction. That's why it's sorcery speed. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Very... Yeah, that card's very good. Very, mm-hmm. very good. Oh, um... Yeah. The 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 thing that like kind of makes me oh, I'm a little nervous that there's there are a lot of bombs like Sigarda and like pretty much all the angels. Um, you even have like Archangel in the format, which who, depending on how fast the format is, like that's not an unreasonable card to play in, in your deck. And that's that's a big guy. Yeah, it's probably the best reanimation target in commons uncommons cube. Yeah, and so I'm like, like if all I have is D-Fang or, you know, like a, a five-mana bounce spell, right. you know, it could be pretty bad. But they, I think they, they offset it by they, they played several Wrath effects. Um, we have Terminus. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the blue... Um, bounce all things. It's, sorry, guys. I know that we, we're really bad with new card names. You probably right. should have to it's, it it's the It's the upheaval that doesn't bounce lands. Yeah, I'm which, actually... Uh, we had, a, we had a short conversation on Twitter today. About how Cranny thinks that's like the uh, the sleeper of the set. It I've was been, unbelievable in my cube deck. I've been like, waiting. I, I didn't want to say anything on Twitter because everybody's still writing their cube reviews, and I want I wanted to be selfish. I wanted this one to be mine because I've read probably six or seven random like cube reviews of people like these are the cards I'm adding. These are the cards that like are on deck. These are the cards that are testing. Nobody's mentioned this card. Right. Not uh, Griffin Valentine commented that he, when Top 8 Games, at Top 8 Games, which was just Brian David Marshall, right. right? Brian David Marshall was like, how is this set for Cube? Just asking. And Griffin Valentine was like, this set's trash for Cube. We added, like, one card. And I was just like, you couldn't be more wrong. Like, I don't, I don't know how... We added, like, over we 20. We added over 20, and yeah. at least two-thirds have been insane. Yeah. And then I had a short discussion with him on Twitter about Deadeye Navigator, and he was just like, well, maybe it's good in your cube. And I'm like, define, you know, what your cube is trying to do. If you <laughs> like Blink Effects and giant dudes that can win by themselves, you know, that are Kiga stats, but, like, have a better ability than Kiga in most situations, then I guess you're right. But, like, I, I don't know. It seems like a lot of cube people have been sort of sitting in their hovels and not, not really breaking out. So, a very interesting sidebar on that. Um, Andrew Cooper-Faust, who's one of our good friends, who actually just wrote, um, or he did a, a video, 
cube draft over channel fireball it's actually very well received because he's He's a pretty eloquent guy. He knows Cube, and uh, he's really passionate about it. Yeah. He's like, he's and I like much, listening to him talk. Too. Yeah, he's he's real knowledgeable. Um, and uh, so we were talking, and it's really funny. We told we came to this conclusion at almost the exact same time that um, having drafted with, uh, and I'm using quotation marks here, subpar Cube lists, and drafting with the MTGO Cube, which by Cube the Cube community standards is a subpar Cube list has opened our eyes to a completely different perspective on putting cards in the cube. And the best example that uh, I gave him when we were talking is Sneak Attack. When we originally put it in, it was like outclass. There wasn't like a lot of enablers. We didn't really have a... We didn't really have like a good understanding of archetype support. So like it just... It did. It just went around the yeah, table. Yeah, it, it was kind of like if you had an Eldrazi, it was pretty cool. Otherwise, it was just kind of like a bad reanimation spell. Exactly, and uh, and he said the same thing that like he drafted. I won't say that the person's cube because um, I, I don't want to say that their cube is bad. But then also drafting the moto cube, he's like, wow, maybe I'm missing out on some of these cards just because. Sure, they're bad in a vacuum. Sure, they're bad compared to like their alternatives. But when you push archetype support, when you push these kinds of you know these strategies, right. it really it really brings them out and makes them. A, sure. a fun certain, to build around. Certain card environments enable certain cards better than other cards. For the best, you know, one of the better examples is when Dragonstorm was first printed in Scourge, no one cared about it. Then when it was reprinted in Time Spiral, it was the top deck for yeah. you know yeah. two thirds of its life. You know, well, I mean, and, and every cube is like that. There's always cards that are good in one cube and not in another. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've seen cubes where animations not particularly good because they just don't have you know. A lot of good Discord outlets. Reanimation's more like my guy dies. An afterthought, yeah. Right. They just, you know, they, they're like, well, my blue doesn't really have careful study or I don't have a tomb in my cube. Or Enclave Cryptologist or something Right, or like whatever. That. And so, yeah, okay, in your cube, that card is not good. Sure. You know, I've seen plenty of cubes where, I mean, every card you can imagine, there's some cube out there where someone is just like, oh, I don't really find that card good. Why? You look at their list and it's just like nothing but... You know, like, all their creatures are just, like, double-colored tutus. And it's like, well, that would be why that, you know, these... That you can't actually splash in, in, in your aggro decks because you've included every single card is just, like, you know, red-red tutu or red-red whatever, white-white, yeah. black-black, like... Well, part of what we did in, uh, in our list is to try to give red a new identity. And this is something I'm probably going to write about in the not-too-distant future. Um, red has... It does not do a, do a lot of things very well, aside from play fast, aggressive, dwarfs, haste and, guys, and deal yeah. damage. But actually, you know, Wizards has given Red a lot of really interesting tools in the last three or four years um, that do things that Red that Red has like been kind of good at, but not near good enough to like be to put that strategy in the cube. Uh, one of which is like you know being the artifact color. Like right. blue's always been the artifact color. Uh, red's sort of there as an afterthought. Like it's usually there to to, to support Grix's strategies. Um, and then the uh, the other thing that it does real well is um, it's starting to get looting effects. And the other night I built a red, black, blue like aggroish deck, but I I was really close to being able to have just straight red, black reanimator. My the only reason I didn't get it is because I didn't get the reanimation targets. But I had faithful looting. I had the new discard spell Winner's Prowler. Um, you know, so it, it oh, nice. it's funny that like. You can. It just totally changes your perspective on like opening a red pack. Where if like I get a lightning bolt, I'm not like I'm gonna build burn. I'm like, well, this is an efficient removal spell. 
you know? Um, or if I open up Faithful Saluting, I'm not like, well, this isn't going to pitch gas cards out of my hand. Like, I might potentially build big mana red-green, you know, and I'm going to use this to uh, to do whatever. So, I don't know, it's just kind of, it's kind of interesting. It's sort of changing um, our whole perspective on cubing. Um, I cannot wait to, uh, actually, our, our what hashtag, guess who's back, Magic guess Online Cube. Back. back again. Cube is back. 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 Tell your friends, back. guess who's back, guess who's back, guess So, there's a tweet that I actually... Guess who's back. <laughs> I can't go to lower than that. There's a, there's a tweet that, I think it was like a tweet from the future, and it was like the year two, 2024, uh-huh. and the guy says, oh crap, I forgot about Dre, or something. <laughs> I saw that. It's like, it's like uh, it, no, what it was is like, so you're going to wake up in the year 2024, jump out of bed with cold sweats, and realize you forgot about Dre. <laughs> So uh, yeah, so in on May from May second to May 9th, which is just a few days from now, um, about a week from now, Wizards is going to reactivate the cube. They're going to pay out in Time Spiral, Planar Chaos, Future Sight, which uh, we could have a whole conversation on the economics of that. But let's just say it's a good move. Um, well, and the reason why it's a good move is that the week after that, they're going to pay out Nick's, Nick's packs or Nick's <laughs> ticks keep the afterafts. Oh, nice. <coughs> nice. So, so it's worth saving on, it's worth holding on to that. Well, that's the whole thing is that, you know, anytime they're going to do cube, at least for the first few seasons, I mean, maybe over time people don't go as crazy about it, but you know there's just going to be a billion packs added to the, to yeah. the, to the moto economy. There's going to be packs flying out everywhere. People are just drafting like crazy. Well, like, what pack, you know, it'd be cool, yeah. Oh, it'd be really cool if you just gave everyone ME1 packs. Okay, yeah, now what do you do with them? I don't know. Like, it's cool because you've got to, like, for a week, you've got to play cube. A week. That's that's a you long play cube. time. Or maybe it's five days. It's I don't know how long it is. Second to the Oh, it's nine. a week. It's a week. Yeah. you got to play cube for a week. They turn off cube, and then TPF goes up. So, you know, you're paying seven tickets. You get a cube. And if you win packs, you just hold on to them. And that's for, crazy. For free, you got to, you know, quote-unquote free. you got to play them in TPF straps. Uh, and the TPF thing, it's going to probably help modern out. Mm-hmm. Uh, just getting more cards into the card pool. Uh, of the, all the sets, Time Spiral's not one of the ones that would be most that's most important for in terms of actual card availability. Mm-hmm. The two that are most important for modern right now um, are, are e- Eventide, right? Uh, yeah, the the probably the Shadowmore Eventide, probably the entire Lauren block is what's really most important now. Morning Tide, Shadowmore, and Eventide did not get opened a whole lot. And I imagine to a lesser extent, um, something like uh, you know, it's, it's obviously important they try to get more glaives in the economy. But there are other car- there are other sets too that you know people didn't really open a lot of. And I really hope that this eventually moves on to older sets, like the payout and onslaught stuff like that. Or you mean older than that? No, even older than that. I mean, I think it'd be great to do any one, two, three, or something. Okay. Uh, some some series of sets that. Um, haven't been available for a long time. Like nobody drafted Mirage when it came out. I guess Mirage yeah. or weather specific, specifically Weatherlight. Weatherlight was just like completely undrafted. Yeah. It was and, and so the the cards in Weatherlight are just incredibly hard to yeah, find. Yeah, in my mind, it's uh, my in my mind was working like well, if you pay out in those, then people won't play that event. But then I'm like, but it's cube, so people will play that exactly. Event. So it, yeah. And it's sort of like gravy for them. Legacy has a big like. I don't think they should do those many those very often in those older packs. Mm. But Legacy has some availability issues, and it's not like you know, oh, it's just the cards are really expensive though they are. Mm. It's that they weren't open. They weren't in, in open. Any Nobody kind of 
No, there, there was just not a lot of Weather White open. There was not a lot of Exodus opened. And so those cards are just, even if you have, you know, the tickets for it, they're really hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would love to see, and I and I love a lot of those older draft formats. And if, I, I would, if they were like, oh, yeah, uh, so here's uh, Cube, and then you're going to be able to draft Tempest, I would be in, in heaven. Well, definitely, if you haven't drafted Time Spiral before. Um, oh, jeez, it's just, so much fun. If you win Cube Packs... Go ahead and sell them if the price is right, but keep a couple draft sets because uh, that, that's a fun so, format. So it's like drafting cube. It's a lot like drafting. Yeah, cube. it's a, right. the sets are really big. Yeah, and it's a lot like like reaching into a bag of magic cards and pulling out stuff because there's you a, have all, like, all the crazy you have all the crazy mechanics and you've got all the crazy uh, like time shifted cards. So like you never know what's good. a, a time shifted card is about as rare as any single mythic is. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like a ton of mythics being out there. So, yeah. And the best thing about this whole thing is what it does is it takes a period of moto that's always a little bit awkward mm-hmm. where you have the cards in paper but not online yet, and it gives you something different to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to be like, oh, I've got to grind all these old, like, you know, two-week-old standard where I'm just like, I want to be playing standard with Cavern of Souls or whatever, Instead, I, instead of like being like, well, there's like, I either have to draft D, uh, I, uh, DII when I want to draft Addison Restored, mm-hmm. or I get to play Standard without, you know, yeah. where I, where I want to play current Standard, I just get to draw, I get a cube for a week, then I get to uh, play other stuff for a week. And it gives, it gives people like me, where I, I'm usually only playing like a constructive format on Moto, I don't do a lot of drafting except for big base set drafting. Well, like, that's great that I can look forward to once a quarter having the cube format come out. I get on there, win some packs, and it gets me to draft more. Because after I, after I cubed, I didn't end up selling my packs. I did, like, five or six uh, intrad drafts after that, which mm-hmm. I wouldn't have probably typically done. Because so, I had already, already kind of, like, spent that whole thing, you know. And I, I decided I didn't really like the format, but coming back, I actually liked it quite a bit. So, um, But I want to get into, since we're still kind of on the topic of cubes... Um, we have one more small cube subject to talk about, and then we'll shift gears. Um, but I want to give this guy a shout out because this guy is this guy is one of the cooler uh, cooler people that uh, has introduced himself after listening to uh, to our show. His name's Victor Puente, and um, he's actually a newscaster. Hmm. And um, and I follow him on Facebook, and he just he's always just posting the craziest crap. It's like four thirty in the morning. He's like, yeah, I just uh, you know left a cul-de-sac where, you know, a guy had, like, a torch and was running around <laughs> naked. So it's just, like, yeah. it's like always the craziest stuff, because he's out there, like, right, right, right. reporting on that. So I uh, so I always chuckle when I see his post. But anyway, he said um, he said he wants us to talk just a little bit about Crazy Cubes. Mm. And, uh, of course, we love Crazy Cubes, we love Theme Cubes, but he's, he meant specifically in the context of um, single-color cubes. Uh, he said that he was thinking about, or his friend had, like, a mono-green cube, and he's working on a mono red cube with artifacts. And mm-hmm. um, and Ruben, you've talked like forever about yeah about the, doing the mono blue mono blue cube yeah which you, know. which you know if you have a cube you want to have at least like six different archetypes. So if you do a six man, everyone can theoretically have a different deck. Yeah, or just six different cubes. Or in my case. well, <laughs> that works too. But you want to have you know some variability so that you're not all just like all right everyone's the counter spell deck yeah. you know what I mean so in you know Pete uh, Johnson and I were talking about all right so we got the artifact deck we got the control deck then there's like the aggro deck 
you know, there's the sort of the mid-range, um, uh, and then there's Merfolk. So Lord we had a Merfolk. bunch of good lord, yeah, Lord yeah. Atlantis. Woo. Yeah. So there's some real, there's some real heavy hitters in Mongolia. Hammerhead Shark. Yeah. I want more no, Dan Dan. Oh my Let God. me tell you about Dan Dan Woo. and Mono Blue Cube. So we were. I still think Hammerhead Shark's better. Well, fine. Hammerhead Shark's pretty good. Dan Dan, by the way, sideboard tech in the Dragonstorm mirror in Time Spiral. But <laughs> I, I digress. It was it was a really fun discussion, and uh, you know I, I'm a big fan of the mono color idea. But man, the mono red cube seems rough. No, I actually think the mono red cube would work out fairly well because red is a color that has a lot of. Um, a lot of top end, a lot of mid end, a lot of mid range. It okay. works well with artifacts, so you get to have acceleration. Uh, you have you have sweepers. You have pretty much everything in red. Hmm. Now you do the one thing that is going to, that's going to be very awkward. You don't have you don't have life gains. So you have to put that in some of the artifacts. Mm. Things like pristine talisman. Things like um, sun drop. What sun drop might be way too good. Jeez. But, but okay. But look at the other. The only other cube that I think world- red's real good at blowing up artifacts, though. So. That's fine. You don't include too many of those. Um, Unless you have Sun Droplet. Well, you I don't. Think you just get the creatures, the Manic Vandal, Calvin Vandal. Right. And yeah, you want for one stuff. You don't do anything massive. Welder. Uh, the other one that's. Uh, Mono Blue is probably the one that works out the best just because it has the most interaction stuff. Yeah. You have. Uh, and, and it's just. Okay, you got a deck with some counter spells. You got a deck with some control magics. You got a deck that has bounce. You have a deck that has blink. You have a deck that has. What, yada, yada, yada. I mean, right. you have. A, I you like have, the Mono Green idea. I think what that What do you do with Mono Green? Mono well, Green is you have the call. I disagree. You've got some real green aggressive guys. So you've got the Jungle Lion, Wild Dogs deck. Then you've got the huge, you know, uh, Tooth and Nail decks. Then you've got the sort of elf sub-theme in there. Then you've got other mid-range things, like the decks that would run like Obstinate Baloth. And, and then you can run like the Survival of the Fittest Genesis sort of Spore Frog, even, if you and want. For removal, for removal, you, you play. have Prey Upon, and then you've got Don King from the new set. Yeah, you have to have like seven Prey Upons in the deck. And you've got eaten, eaten by Spiders. You, you get, you get you, Unyaro Bee Sting. Unyaro Bee Sting. Hornet Lig- Sting. Lignify. Yeah. No, the, the, the problem with the green is that there's no removal in it. Like... That's the one big issue, and like Black's issue is that all the like, you just can't put like so like like half the removal you like can't Necatrol. put in. Yeah. Yeah, like Necatrol, yeah, uh, Doomblade, ah, ah, Doomblade. <laughs> I see. Oh, and and, and um, the 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 thing that I really uh, it, this is totally shifting gears. We didn't get to talk about to finish the thought about the wraths, but uh, there were a couple cards like Barter and Blood. Mm-hmm. That that would that's the card I want to open because I like black a lot. I like that's my little side. I also like three colorless and a blue bounce two guys. Like I, okay, so it's unreal. So the decks white and blue are so, it seems to be like far and away the best colors in Avatar mm-hmm. Sword, which makes sense. Well, yeah, considering white especially white white is just seems unbelievably good. But black seems relatively powerful, even though they didn't get Miracle or Soul Bond. But they the, did get some real other powerful stuff. They, uh, some of the guys, uh, some of those like uh, loner guys are really cool. Yeah, but the loner enchantment where you get another demon. All right, so here's here's the scary thing about the loner cards, right? Um, yeah. So I'm like, okay, four three loner guy, right? My opponent goes, all right, defang him. Yeah, exactly. And like, how do you win? It's a one sided abyss. That's why I didn't add to the cube because all it takes is like Tamio face fetters, like. There's there's enough, icy manipulator right there's like enough stuff like black is a little bit uh, I don't know it's a little scatterbrained in terms of what's what it's doing um, I, I I think it has a lot of really powerful cards but I am very leery of uh, you can bone splitters 
yeah, splinters to get rid of your guy. That's true. You can do that. And barter and blood. But I mean, there's outs. I, I think that white just has a, so many flyers. There's it's got a four mana two four lifelike flyer. Yeah. Did you guys see the a um, a the common. two mana um, Falconrath aristocrat clone? Guy? Yeah. The 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 yeah the time the O one the he's most a, aggressive O one ever printed. Yeah. yeah. He's an O one that has the whenever a creature dies. or another creature dies, it or another creature, yeah, gain a life because they lose a life. life. Yeah. And like that's that, bonkers. Anytime I draft Falconrath Aristocrat or play against it, it always is the most unfair card on the table. And I and I'm always looking at like, why are you uncommon? Uncommon. <laughs> that is not fair. Like, make it rare and make it a two four. I would much rather like that happen. But like, it's just well, now it's an O one for two men. Okay, good. At least I at least I have a chance. So uh, yeah, that card's real good. But uh, yeah, so. Absolutely. I like, I like the, the monocolor cube. Send us a list when you're done with those, because we'd like to take a look at them. Or like, any zany cube is really zany cool, cube because yeah. like, it's always like a nice diversion from... Every like, once in a while, I'll see somebody on Facebook or Twitter talking about one-drop cube, and I'm just like... Hmm, one-drop cube's really fun. That's awesome. Yeah. And they're like, I added Collective Voyage to my one-drop cube, and I'm just like, whoa, jeez. Whoa, that's That's awesome. absurd. <laughs> <laughs> like... This is like I want to see a one drop cube list. Or what does Collective Voyage do? That's the uh, the uh, the Joint Forces rampant growth from Commander. Mm. It's one green mana. Huh, huh, huh. You can join forces to put lots of lands into play. That's what that card does. Gotcha. So yeah. So one of our uh, one of our listeners, his name's at Kujabuja on Facebook. K U J A. Sorry, K U J A B U J A. That's hard to say. He says. Can you talk about potential cube updates, which we'll cover another time, but he says, can you give your opinion on the Mana Leak Too Good debacle article? Okay. And, follow up here, which we can talk about later, favorite ice cream flavors. <laughs> can I, I'm going to take a second part first. I'd like first. to talk about uh, gin raisin, or... Oh, rum raisin? Rum raisin. Oh, man! No, the See, best... You, want, you don't want to first pick rum raisin, though. You want to wait for that to wheel, because everyone else underrates it. <laughs> so you want, you want to be like, first pick... Uh, chocolate chip cookie dough, and then wheel rum raisin. The best is the thirty-eight cents a gallon uh, mint chocolate chip. That's just because you're a fan of value. No, 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 no. Mint chocolate chip <laughs> is best when it is the least natural color humanly possible. It's like bright neon green. Right? When you get, when I get mint chocolate chip and it's like when it looks like ooze. No, from exactly. Ninja Turtles. Yeah. When I, get, when I get mint chocolate chip and it's like white, and I'm like, what is this? Like, oh, it's flavored with mint. But I'm like. No, I want the stuff that doesn't look like real food. I want that turns my tongue green. Right. I want to say right. I want to look like the 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 the, uh, the goop from uh, you can't do that on television. Yeah. That's what I want to be yeah. eating with my mint Wait, chocolate. Are you a mint chocolate chip man? I love mint chocolate I'm chip. A mint chocolate Who chip. isn't a mint chocolate chip? I, I mean, would first pick mint chocolate chip. There's no way it's yeah. Coming I think back you have to. It's not close. No, obviously that's that's got to be first picked every time, right? Yeah. No, I mean these other there's other valid first picks. Rocky Road. Uh, I'm not first picking Rocky Road. I'm not a big fan of the Rocky Road archetype. I first pick coffee. Coffee's real good. You, that's a real linear strategy. <laughs> that's, you gotta get exactly. Uh, you, can't, you can't get like peach ice cream and be like, hmm, peach. And this will coffee. fit right into yeah. coffee. Yeah, you, you would have to get like vanilla, like some sort of like vanilla hybrid, yeah. maybe vanilla this, you, like you nuts. Know, like vanilla's just filled. This would actually be awesome. You do an, an ice cream draft and you have like a bunch of different flavors and you have different kinds of syrup and stuff. Oh my god! And you get you get basically oh have to choose. Oh my god! This is awesome. You, you, have, choose, this you have to choose one syrup and three three flavors, right? <laughs> but like, so if you first pick coffee and the guy next to you just hates like two people just next to you, hate you hate just take the chocolate. <laughs> and then like you're just it just comes back and you're like oh my god it, it 
I, I gotta well, choose. Looks like, like I gotta take sprinkles. All right, yeah. we're doing the, the ice cream podcast. All right, what was what cast. was the other question? Uh, he says, uh, "Can we give our opinion on the Mana League Too Good debacle?" All right, so, so I know Stott has a well, lot little, to little say backgrounds, this, but yeah. So last week, um, Zach Zach Hill wrote a article called "Haters Gonna Hate," uh, which basically chronicles the decision making process of creating the land Cavern of Souls. Uh, if you haven't read it, go ahead and go read it. It's a good article. Uh, it's good at in, in some ways, it, it generated a lot of discussion. I don't necessarily like the messaging too much because it, it has some pretty crazy connotations, which I will allow Sam to go into a little bit. But um, it basically says, we realized that Snapcaster Mage was, it, he says it was a mistake. The card was a mistake. Um, and then basically justifies the printing of what could be the most uh, powerful uh, hoser of all time. Um, the I wouldn't go that far. I mean, it's in the top ten, right? Yeah, top ten, but top ten's a lot of cards. Top five, maybe. I mean, it, it, sure, it, it's no Pyroblast, but... Is I mean, it chill? But, okay, now now there's another article that Matt Sperling did that talked right. about... Anyway, go look at Matt Sperling's article, read that one too, but stop, go ahead. You, you have a definite... Okay, so I definitely agree with Zach Hill on this one. Um, I think, I've been saying for, like, over a year that Manalik is way too good. Mm-hmm. Like, Manalik, in my opinion, like, Jace was... Not too bad when he first came out. And two things happened uh, very close to each other. Manalik came back in the picture, and Blood Red Ralph uh, rotated. And a lot of the reasons why Jace was so good is that you had Manalik. And you could easily stop early threats with Manalik before you were playing um, Remove Soul and Negate. Which meant that you sometimes had the wrong counters. But both of those, I, I love both of those cards. Sorry, it wasn't Remove Soul, it was Essence Scatter. I love both of those cards. But sometimes you've got in situations where your opponent casts something, right? They cast a creature on turn two or turn three. And you had negate in your hand. You're like, aww. And their guy came to play, and then you had, you had a Jace, but all of a sudden your Jace was going to die you know, the next turn. And other times, you know, you, you played Jace and you had mana untapped, and they cast, like, you know, some spell that would kill it. And you're like, oh, I only have Essence Scatter. And so, like, you know, you didn't always have the right counters at the right time. Sometimes mm-hmm. you had to play, like, stuff like Cancel. Um, you just didn't have everything right. And, like, I love that. Mana Leak is a little bit too good because you get value for spells throughout the whole game now. It used to be that if you looked at the power level of, of, of versus mana, it was very high early on. Like, one, two, three, very high mana uh, and power. Four is usually where things kind of, like, evened out as being, like, at four mana, like, these cards are, like, awesome, and they don't cost much mana. And then, it, like, the, your values sharp, sh- quickly drop down. So, like, five and six drops and seven drops didn't really get you five, didn't get you, like, five, six, seven of mana with effects. It got you, like, like a five drop really get, like, you know, like a five drop was, like, more like a little bit over four, and, like, a six drop was, like, maybe five, worth five mana. And so you didn't want to play those cards. Man- that means that when you kept playing lands, mana only quickly became obsolete. Because nobody was casting high casting cost things. You know, you're just like Armageddon or something. Or even not even Armageddon. But just there's so many cards that, like, once your opponent got seven lands to play, Mana Leak was just completely dead. Now, your opponent has, you know, Mana Leak's not dead until your opponent has ten lands in play. Yeah. Because you still got to stop Titans. There are plenty of other six drops people are playing. Plenty of high mana cost stuff. And you get a counter spell that's both, that's good. If you're on the play, it's good turn two to turn, like, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. 11, 12. Like, it, 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 there's very rarely a point in the game where Manalink is not good. And it's a little too powerful for a counterspell. Plus, it's splashable. Mm. It means all these aggro decks get to play uh, 
powerful aggro creatures, which still exist, and they'll probably exist in better quantities than they did, you know, ten years ago, mm-hmm. and they still get a counter, like, like everything. The whole point of, of part of the thing about magic strategy was you had aggro decks that tended to beat the big decks in general. They got online well before the big beta decks could do anything. They uh, got in themselves a position where they were basically racing and the big mana decks had to catch up. Those were beaten by the mid-range decks who went over top of the small decks, right? So the, their small decks like, aha, I play a good two-drop. And mid-range decks like, well, I play a really good four-drop. And they're mm-hmm. like, ah. Well, the big decks had like higher drops to deal with stuff. Uh, and those decks, of course, then would lose to the, the decks that had you know the big stuff because you're, you're just going over the top. Well, Mana Leak stops you from going to the top ever. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it does. That's the, the purpose of the card. I mean, that's, that's how it works, is that you get to play a deck where you get to play the most efficient one, two, three drops that are just, like, far and away better than any other one, two, and three drops. And then you get to keep your opponent from playing the cards that would naturally be able to well deal with those. Like, how do you... If you stick a turn three dice and your opponent doesn't kill it, and you have a Mana Leak in play, like, you're hitting for at least, like, 12 damage. Well, that... Okay, so I have just a couple of small points to make. I actually agree with you 100%. I think Mana Leak, especially in the standard environment right now, is, is way too good. Um, and I'll give you the two reasons why. One is, after the rotation of the Zendikar block, we lost Inquisition of Kozilek. Um, that was a way for black decks to be able to deal with picking away at Mana Leaks, being able to force through your bigger cards getting, without... Getting Geist right now would be or, awesome. Yeah, just getting Geist. I, I, you know, be that as may, we, we also lost Duress when, M, uh, when the M set switched out. So Duress went out... Manly came in. Manly didn't really get its legs until, like, into the Cobblade area, uh, the Cobblade era. Um, but I mean, needless to say, Manly also had its legs during Mythic. During Mythic, sure. Um, but but compared to like like the last time that Mana Leak was standard legal was when it was in uh, Ninth Edition, and Ravnica and Kamigawa were the uh, base sets. And Mana Leak was doing way different things in that format than it was doing here. In that format, it was in the control decks. It was strictly a control deck card. And the aggro decks couldn't use a card like Geist or, or and I'll just use this example, couldn't use like a card like Geist or Mirror Crusader or a Planeswalker. Because if you could stick those cards and then back it up with Mana Leak, like you put yourself so far ahead that your opponent can't do anything... Well, back in those days, Mana Leak was just an honest belt. It's like, okay, well, I'll Mana Leak your turn to Signet, or I'll Mana Leak, you know, your your Eye of Nowhere in my land, or or some random spell. But you weren't like, you don't resolve a Mana Leak and you're like, yes, got him. You know, you don't, you didn't resolve your your uh, your well. Rem- every time I resolved a remand, I would say yes. But um, Mana Leak just felt very fair. But but by today's standards, I feel like if you're backing up cards like Geist. You know, and your opponent's trying to play, you know, an edict effect or some sort of block or something. You just go mana leak. Then, and then it combined with Snapcaster, you pre- they pretty much have no outs to be able to stop. You have you have basically double time off. Now they also basically remember back then they had remand, mm-hmm. and you could Im- could you imagine Snapcaster with a remand? Jeez, like, you God. think it's bad now? Could you like imagine that deck where you're just like four drop and they're like remand it and you're like oh, okay and then they're like attack and they're like you're like four drop and they're just like Snapcaster remand. Like, not only have they essentially countered your spell, two spells with it, they also drew two cards. Into more Snapcatchers, into more Remands. Like, I'm surprised Remand doesn't see more modern play. Um, I think that it is just slight. Like, 
I think that there's enough aggro decks in modern right now, like just enough, that it sort of keeps it out. That it, it, it has seen play in a few decks. Also, some of the decks that go real big, like you know, if if you're cat, you know, you're casting some of your big stuff. It, it, Reman just you want to be able to mana link it because you uh, the, you don't have generally. Uh, the, the decks that want to play Reman generally are not quite fast enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the near future we will see that, but right now between you know having access to Manly, Cryptic Command, and uh, Spell Snare. Yeah. I'll jump on Thoughts? the grenade here. I will disagree. I think that Manalik is not too good. Manalik's been the same card the whole time. Manalik, when it's all played the first time, was in Stronghold, when it certainly wasn't too good because it didn't really see any play. Um... Then it got reprinted in 9th edition, and that's when it was, you know, in a format with very important 6-drops to counter, like Coca Show and, I don't know... Yose. And Yose. Niv-Mizzet. And, yeah, Niv-Mizzet. You know, these giant, actual dragons that you needed to counter to combat the actual others. dragons. As opposed to, dra- quote-unquote, dragons. Right, right. Um, and now, you have Manalik to be able to counter actual giants. You know what I mean? So, you know, you're, you're fighting, you're clashing with titans. So you're... But uh, Well, what did you want from me when I'd already committed to the dragons thing? Okay, quick question. How long did, the, did it take for you to realize you could fit in Clash Titans? It took me about two seconds. I came with okay. it on the floor. All right, all right. So <laughs> give me some credit as a comedian over I'm, here. I'm giving you some credit. I was just curious if that was why you were so silent. You're no. like, what's the pun? What's the pun? What's the... Clash Titans. Got it. <laughs> all right, I don't. I don't start a joke hoping for a pun. I take that back. I don't start a joke with a pun. I start a joke hoping for a pun later to come... Anyway, here's, here's the main point. Manalik's been the same card the whole time. Manalik, as a card, is probably the mo- like, exactly the most fair. Like, it's exactly right. You know what I mean? It's not... Because four mana would be way too much. Two mana, it probably wouldn't be good enough. Because, you know, miscalculation saw its day, but it was really not that good enough even in the decks that it was played in. Right? Manalik is exactly right. So it's not so much the card, it's what surrounds it. You have to take everything into context, you know what I mean? And, and I don't think that Manalik it, it is... It, it's just that it's played in the aggro decks now. The blue creatures have gotten better. You know, Delver of Secrets, Geist... Um, the to- you know, let's not, let's not pretend here, Lingering Souls is a blue card. You know what I mean? So it's, it's got all that aggro support to be able to back it up. So you've got things like... So you're basically playing Force of Will behind Merfolk or Force of Will behind Counter Slivers mm-hmm. in standard. And so it's not that card's fault. It's the rest of the format. Creatures have gotten better. Yes. And that's, that's fine. Better. That's completely fine. But you have to recognize when you've brought back a card that's probably not too it's probably too good. It would be like bringing a dinosaur but to today I, and having I it stomp around the Midwest. I see, you realize you that out of the picture, I don't think Mana Leak is near as problematic as it is. Probably not. Though seriously though dino, you brought dinosaurs back from back today, they would not do too well. The oxygen content it's, it's just so much lower. That's fair. Okay. They, it would probably they would probably it'd probably be like you being like at you know some high altitude and you're just like <gasps> All the dinosaurs are going to sound like they're like you know lifelong smokers. They're going to be chasing something. What if they were in the rainforest? What if they were in the rainforest? That's close enough. They'd be it'd be better because they're closer to sea level. But they'd be the alpha alpha of the. the I don't know. I don't know. They probably just died of random diseases too that they have no immunities to. That's fair. So I'm just saying, bringing back dinosaurs not necessarily. Well, it depends on the dinosaur. We brought back Manalik, and it seems to be doing just fine. But if you bring back a different dinosaur, like Allosaurus Rider, then who knows? You know. <laughs> no, uh, I, I think that I understand your point. Um, Allosaurus Rider is an elf, isn't it? 
I believe it is an elf. Dang it. All yeah. Right. You'd, you'd be surprised because it has the word Allosaurus in it. Right. I think but... Pygmy Allosaur. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. That guy's a rare. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, I understand your point. Um, see, I, I think the issue is that counterspells are, need to be at a certain power level. And if you put them above that, whatever that power level is... They take over They take over really... Because yeah. the, they do everything. They ca- everything's a spell. It's not... And so it's you not counter that. all the spells. It's like, that I understand that. You... And there's, you know, obviously they're just very frustrating to play against. Like, yes, Primeval Titan is a problem. Or, you know, I, I think uh, maybe with Patrick Sullivan made a good point that it's not Primeval Titan that's a problem. It's the fact that they keep printing lands that are ridiculous with it. Yeah. Like, Primeval Titan without Wolf Run slash Inkbop Nexus is not nearly as good. It's still real good, but it's not a, not a huge problem. Right. Instead, you're going Grave Titan. Well, I want to play some Grave Titans because it makes all these guys. Um, it's 10 power for 6 mana. It doesn't see play. Right. Right. All right, so Ruben, since you're since you're on the other side of it, what do you think would have been a more appropriate solution to the problem that they outlined in the article, which said that mana leak and you know that 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 counter spells were essentially not where magic was going. Here's my solution. Remember, there was a card called Counterspell that cost blue blue. Yes. Then they printed Cancel, and that was colorless blue blue. Yeah. Why don't we make a functional reprint of mana leak that costs blue blue? I I'm fine with it. Right? Doesn't that stop a lot of the problems that we're having? Or at least at least it's a lot tougher to play the crazy non-basic lands. You can't play Moreland Haunt in a deck so easily with new mana. Without new development, because remember, they're on a lag. I would I would say you just try to fix the format a little bit. Sure. I mean so that's... we've seen well, we've seen blue-based aggro decks dominate for two years. Actually, two years, skip a year, and then another year. And it's all on the back of cheap, cheap counter spells. You know, first it was Rune Snag, and then it's Spell Starter Sprite, then Scripted Command, then it's whatever. So, okay, Wizards, stop printing too many counter spells. <laughs> no, people are going to use them. The problem is not too many counter spells. You, the problem is that there are hard counters to two. And yeah, Spell Starter Sprite is essentially a hard And so is Mana Leak. What's well, not a hard, well, well, it is a hard. Essence Scatter and Negator, fine. We They're conditional. I like two mana conditional counters, That's three mana hard counters. That's totally fine. But to, but what I'm saying is okay. So mana league's a problem. You're you're in you're in future future league or wherever it is that you're at, and you say, uh, you know, these snapcaster decks are insane. Snapcaster is way too good. Man, we're mana leaking everything. What do we do? Well, instead of printing a land that's just going to have a huge ripple effect across every format, why not just ban a component of the deck and call call it a day? I mean. Do we really want to be playing Snapcaster for Or put Cavern of Souls coming to play tapped. Well, sure, sure. But, I, I mean, why not just ban Snapcaster Mage? Delver is yeah. not I mean, they a, did, not he did Zach, Zach did admit that Snapcaster was a mistake. And then why not price. just ban it? The problem with that is it's a it's his um, invitational card. And they don't want to... Look, when, when Wizards comes out with a set, they have a couple things in mind. And one of them is marketing specific cards as the flagship cards of the set. Right, so you've got Jace, and they banned yeah. Jace, and that was the flagship card of the set, and that was a huge mistake. But that was the only one really that they that they missed on. All the invitational cards, most of the Planeswalkers are the central characters. Every once in a while, you'll get something I, else that's like a flagship thing of a set, like a real important artifact, like Mirari. Yeah, but or yeah, or the Hell Vault. Well, they didn't really push Hell Vault until this set, which I kind of thought yeah. was weird. But you get my point. That, you know, well, from that, a marketing perspective, banning things is not great. Then they shouldn't have said it was a mistake. 
Well, to, if it was, if they're, it was mar- they're not state, marketing was... to us. They're marketing to no, everyone else. Thing. Banning things overall is bad. You I, can't. We've ba- talked about that you can't times ban every single yeah. time the format gets a little messed up. I it, wish it is more healthy. It'd be awesome. It is more healthy to print cards that deal with it. I but wish this is, one. This one is like shooting a mosquito with a cannon. I don't think it's shooting a mosquito with a cannon. You might okay, be shooting, shooting a rhino a with a cannon. Horse fly with a cannon. You're is still, this, is you're still sh- shooting a rhino? Is with this a cannon. worse than Great Sable Stag? What do you mean? Okay, they bring Great Sable Stag because fairies was a thing. I would be much more happy with the Great Sable Stag. If that Wolfier whatever guy, Wolfer, the yeah. guy that has Flash, instead of regenerating, if he had Pro Blue, Pro Black couldn't be countered and had Flash, I would not care. This land has way bigger impact than that card ever could. That I agree. I'm just saying that that was a thing. People thought that it was going to ruin Magic, and it didn't. Same with Volcanic Fallout, right? Same with... Trying to think of another but, the, but those cards are very have very specific applications. They even responded to blitzing. This card fixes Kevin's soul fixes right. and also provides you a, a one of the most powerful hate cards ever. You can't counter it. You can't duress it. The only thing you can do is wasteland it, strip mine it, ghost you know, quarter, ghost quarter it, whatever. But you Dwarf are orphan blast mine. But it's already done its damage. You yeah. will 100 of the time be able to get the effect you need if as long as it's not hand to target sure. out of your hand before you get to play it. That's fair. I think that there were that I uh, first of all I agree that it's not a great card to be in the environment in any environment. I think that it could have come into play tapped. I think that it could have tapped to add colorless for the creature that you want. Um, pay th- life. Pay life. Yeah. I think that it could have just been like City of Brass, and you can't tap it for colorless mana for any other purpose. It can only cast creatures. That is way like. If it, but the point is that worse. there are Thank so you. many. Things well, okay. Wizards print bad rares sometimes. Like, but the, the fact that it's but the point is the solution. The, the whole reason the card is to me is because Snapcaster Manic decks are too are, are are too powerful. They want a card that lets you cast your creature spells. Yeah, they can't be like all right. So, but it only casts creature spells, so it's now useless. No, it's like, it'd be like Pillar of the Parents or whatever. Well, because that's also or ancient play. ziggurat so or ancient ziggurat. Those both saw play. Like it's uh, there. There are many ways around it. So. Stodd doesn't like one of the solutions I came up with. The other three... I just ban Mana League. Ban I, I don't like ban, banning Mana League. I like banning Snapcaster without, a, without breaking I, I a sweat. Like I own Snapcaster. more copies of Snapcaster than I know what to do with, and I would be fine if they were worth $0. I would... I, it just... If for the better of the game, people do not I'll like playing it for $0. I'll give you one for $0. <laughs> I, people don't like playing... I would like playing, 5 or $0. No, people don't like <laughs> paying unfun formats. That's fair. People are complaining... People did not complain about Delver before. Right. Um, okay, so Delver's clearly not the problem, but still part of the problem. Do you yeah, see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, like Delver's like an unfun card, but it's not the, it's not the problem child of the deck. Right. It, it's snack, It's the Snapcaster-Manalique interaction. Yes. And like, obviously, like... So how about, the, what if Manalique removed itself from the game? Fine. I mean... That's fine. Okay. I'm saying that there were ways that they could have had the mana leak. They could have printed a card that cost two mana, either blue-blue or colorless in a blue, and put the fr- put the words, counter target spell unless the controller pays three, in the box, mm-hmm. then added some more words. Right? Like, as an additional cost, uh, pay two life. Or as an additional cost, bounce a creature or a land you control to your hand. Or something like that. As an additional cost, discard a card. Yeah. Like, there are answers without... Reprinting Mana Leak, I guess. But the the thing that they should have done is they should have seen this coming. 
if Man League was this big of a problem and this clearly the controller of the metagame, like everything has to be Man League proof, or yeah. they, they, a deck has to be able to pass a Man League test in some way because you're going to face it in 75% of your rounds, right? You don't have to anymore, right? Well, not it, it, well if you ban it. No, next weekend we don't have to worry about it. I guess. I'll play four of that card in any deck that has at least two creatures that share a creature type. I don't think that Cavern of Souls is going to be available that widely yet. No, it, it is, it's going to be a, a good one to pick up. I think Wizards will probably event deck it in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, they probably should event deck it. Yeah. It, it's going to be really important to pretty much all formats. We, we, we dug into it last week when we talked about the legacy implications. Um, there were already vintage articles talking about how it's going to be good in vintage. Um, so, I mean, it's it's gonna it's gonna make huge ripples, but um, let's talk a little bit about uh, our next topic, uh, which is pretty much the same thing. Um, a, a, a listener, um, his, his uh, Twitter handle is at Desiker, D E S S I K E R. He wants to know what our predictions are for Absent Restored. Uh, he said within the context of draft and standard, but uh, we'll probably talk more about standard. And then he wants us to try to go back and revisit that at some point in the future and see who is maybe the closest. So we have this new land coming out. Stad, I already know what you're saying. You're on the Titan plan. I'm on Titans. I am, so, so Titans are taking over? Is that what's happening? Uh, I don't know if they're taking over, but Titans are certainly uh, going to be good. So you, you said red-green, specifically red-green ramp, or red-green right. uh, wolf run is your... Yeah, I'm, I'm just on, I want to cast the turn four Titan every game. Okay, Roos, do you have any predictions on where you see Standard going? It's tough to argue against that for the first, let's say, month. But the last time I made a prediction, I wrote an article that said that the Sun-Titan-Liliana combo was going to define standard. And it did for about two weeks. So I'm real wary of what new cards will do. That was right when they previewed Liliana. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm real wary of predicting stuff like that. I definitely agree that it's a huge uh, uh, shift in the metagame. But I think that the metagame is going to shift right back into it, and we're going to see things like zealous conscripts in people's main decks. Mm. There's going to be a lot more well, like, go for the throats and things like that that are going to deal with the problem. Talk about zealous conscripts for a second. What is the most relevant thing about zealous conscripts? It steals a planeswalker right as it what opens. is What is more relevant it, about it? It steals Yogmoth's bargains. No, what's, <laughs> rel- what's relevant about it is that it costs five mana, which means that Solemn Simulacrum. Sacks for it in pod. Ooh, like that's the, the 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 that card is going to be if pod is a big player in the metagame. Yeah, it's going to be basically because of you can beat so many decks just by, by stealing things. Right, yeah. and you got to figure out what you know. The, the biggest worry is that you know you're not, it's never going to happen because you're going to go up to four and they're going to play your Inferno Titan and kill your guys, but. Um, it's still like, you know, Pod gets to play at least one, if not two of those, and there are so many decks it's good against. I mean, taking, yeah, obviously taking Titans is just ridiculous. But there are lots of cards you can take, and, you know, taking Planeswalkers is awesome. Yeah. Take your Liliana, make you sack a guy. Take your Ghost Quarter that's tapped, or something else yeah. that sacrifices. Right. What, do you, what are you on, Ribs? What, are you, what am saying? I on? Yeah. I'm on Tokens. Tokens? I think that... As per tokens? As per tokens. I still think that, that Lingering Souls is a card that was... I think Lingering Souls is a, is a bigger design mistake than Cavern Souls. I think that Lingering Souls probably should have flashback for colorless black black or something like that. 
Or even just two. Um, or two, two black mana, mana, or, you know, it should have cost colorless white, white, or something, something like that. Yeah. And I think that that card is more powerful than the Titan Plan. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm on tokens. Also, they printed Favorable Winds, yeah. which is a intangible virtue that also gives plus one, plus one to your insectile abominations. Yeah. So if you're playing that in your deck, plus there's the, then there's Angel of Jubilation. So you, and, so you've got Angel of Jubilation, Drogskull Captain, Favorable Winds, Honor of the Pure, and uh, um, Intangible Virtue yeah. that all pump your Midnight Haunting and Lingering Souls tokens. So, Dune Travelers, other things, uh, Moreland Haunt, things that can make tokens like that, they're all just 5-5s five all the time. So you can recover from your opponent Inferno Tightening one of your guys. So I'm on that plan still. So I still, I think that tokens is going to be bigger. So, you know, expect to see more Sorens and... Uh, I don't know, Angel of Jubilations. Plus that card prevents Birthing Pod from happening. And Phyrexian Mana, for that matter. Sure, so. sure. I'm going to take a little bit different uh, approach. I'm actually on red-white aggro. Mm. I think that once the... Like, if Mana Leak becomes bad, you know what card becomes real good? I, I, it's three Rune words. Six? No, Hero of Playful. Yeah, three words. <laughs> Hero of Playful. Wait, I have a guess. Now that no. you've mouthed... Hero, Hero is real good. Hero, Hero is, is pretty good. One of the best ways to fight Titan decks is by casting a turn three Hero. And the thing is that Lightning Mauler is in the format. Our good friend Peter uh, Johnson just wrote an article. Um, he's, he, he was saying before uh, Lightning Mauler was spoiled, and that's the, uh, that's the haste Soulbond guy, he was saying, give me a haste creature, give me a haste creature, give me a haste creature. And like that's, that's all they wanted in life was a haste creature. And he actually brewed a really cool deck. I think he posted over at legitmtg.com. Um, and that's what I want to play. I think that that deck's really fast. It's got lots of tricks. It has lots of gas. Um, even the Delver decks, even if they don't, like, even if they have, like, Mana Leak, um, I think you're still just, you're, like, a much, much more aggressive deck. So, like, your guys are always going to be bigger than your guys. Your removal's just better than their removal. And, I don't know, I think, like, that that's the deck that I'm on. I think that that'll be really good. It's doing really well in Block. Um, and, it, you know, it, it Block is. is a pretty good forecaster of what the future standard meta game looks like, uh, be it, be, be it uh, that we do not have Lingering Souls or Intangible Virtue. But if I was going to build it, I think I probably would splash black. I think it's an easy enough splash to get lingering souls and potentially like maybe like a Soren or two, um, maybe tragic slip. But uh, yeah, that's what Some I'm talking about. Black I like red white sure. aggro with like maybe a splash of black for lingering souls. Splash. You back. don't think that black and white have enough elimination? Yeah, I mean, like you're just you're just playing like random red. Burn spells to get guys out of the way. Right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that doesn't really get rid of uh, get rid of titans, but you know what sure does is those zealous idiots. So yeah, yeah. That guy, so, that, guy that, guy's, that guy's good enough for main deck play. Like, and they're all sure. those are all yeah. humans, right? So you can you probably run, run uh, cavern souls. You run zealous guys real good at stealing too. What titans? Uh, here's a playhold. Oh. oh yeah. Well. Uh, so we're gonna shift uh, shift gears a little bit. Um, we've we've pretty much done all of our. Our main discussion topics, and uh, so uh, Ruben had the idea of doing a GP San Jose team fantasy draft. As you know, GP San Jose is a team format um, that's coming up here at, in the fall. I think it's like October. Yes, it's, it's mid October, late October. Um, first and time teams been back in uh, at least five years. Right. If not longer, and also today, literally as we as we are talking, is the NFL draft. 
So I thought it would be a nice little crossover yeah. to do the draft. All right, so let's get a dice. High roll gets to go first. We're going clockwise after that. Yes. And we'll see uh, who gets to pick first. Cranny got an 11. I got a 20. Nat 20. Man, I get to go last, but I get the wheel. Five. Sam got a 5. All right. All right. With the first pick in the first so we possibly pick two. annual. Uh, yeah, total. So I basically, I get, the, I get the best slot in the house. Well, in the NFL draft, you don't get a wheel, but we'll skip that. <laughs> uh, with the first pick in the possibly annual, but certainly inaugural, team fantasy draft in contention draft, <laughs> sweepstakes draft, uh, I'm going to select Rich Hohen. Rich Hohen. That is a, that was, that's an, that is the best pick I've ever heard for like 2000. Than seven or so. Yeah, no, it's real good from five years ago. The <laughs> it's, why, it's still pretty good. The reason why I'm picking him is because a lot of people have already sort of decided what their teams are, and so if I draft them, they may decide to stay in school for another year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Rich Owen isn't doing anything magic related right now. He's insane at limited. He is very good at limited. Uh, and I just I just would like to have him on All our right. team. Rich Owen. So See, I'm going to take the uh, 2012 version of Rich Owen, which is uh, Ben Stark. Okay. Who I think is probably the best limited player right now. If not the best, one of the best. All right. And I think uh, I need at least one person who can uh, make all the picks for everything. All right. Fair enough. Uh, well, I'm going to take I'm going to take Marshall. Um, I think that he hasn't. Um, I'm talking about Marshall Sutcliffe. I think that he hasn't been able to have as much exposure to um, big event limited uh, as he as he could, and I think that he, if he was able to actually get out and grind, I think he would do really, really well. So he would be my first pick, and then on the wheel, I'm gonna take Elsby. What up? Oh, sure. Well, <laughs> um, my second person. God. See, and now I gotta get. Uh... And I'm gonna take uh, Run Raisin. Right. And rum raisin. That's not fair. You don't get three picks. You received rum raisin in a trade from. Literally, I will give you rum raisin. I will give you rum raisin the for Kansas free. City Chiefs. I'll, I'll give you my first round draft pick and rum raisin just to get it off my payroll. That's <laughs> expiring contract. That's, That's awesome. how much I hate rum raisin. Um, I, I guess my uh, my other pick. Uh, God, it's got to be someone a little bit old school because I need someone who like. One of the things about Ben Stark is that he played, you know, he was around the last time he did a lot of teams, and so he knows that kind of stuff. So i got to pick someone else who is, like, experienced in actual team drafting. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to go with, uh, he's been out of practice. I'll go with Kai. 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 That would have been a real good pick in 1999. It would have been. But Man, you guys have, like, these insane comedy so, options. I'm just like. It's not even a comedy <laughs> option. Here's the thing. <laughs> What part of no, what I, I'm Kai? I'm like Kai's biggest barn. So part of what I want are people that are. How did you not take Saito? Oh was, my god! I was gonna go Team Japanese. I was gonna say Saito on the comeback, and then like Kenji or something. Yeah. But I just didn't do it. Yeah. What I want are people who have drafted a lot of teams in the past, because I think that what you're gonna find out at this Pro Tour is a lot of people who are good but were not playing during the teams era are gonna get dominated by by people who are drafting who draft really well in teams. Hmm. And uh, I, I, I'm, I'm just taking two people that I know can draft teams really well. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Ruben? With the last pick in the 2012, et cetera, et cetera, I am going to pick Jackie Lee. Because hmm. she has gotten 11th at three straight Grand Prix. 
and I'm hoping that that trend continues. And she's on the train. And she's on the train. First, so first she, there's, there's no pressure to continue because she's on the train. She's gold. Star, will you confirm that? Is that right? She's yeah, oh, yeah, she's, on the train? Uh, she's gold. I haven't. Well, the train is more nebulous throughout time in terms of sure. what. There, it used to be that you you did so well and you got to the next X Pro Tour, so like that was kind of on the train. So, like, if you top 80, I think you got the next two Pro Tours or something. Yeah. Or next I'm sure prices of getting cards altered by her have gone up. So, if she <laughs> wanted to... She doesn't have as much time. Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, if she wanted to, she could be she could keep her magic income and then supplement it with, a, like, four or five alters. I mean, she's going to be, like, a crazy kingpin. Now. So, I just think that, you know, I think she's Good fine. Pick. I think that's a great pick. So, a pick. Also, I think that... I should have went with Team Japanese. Riot. You should have gone Japanese. Gosh, darn it. That's fine. You can, I, I'm, you can I'm, on the, I'm on Saito. There's like, a lot of players on the waiver wire. And part of it is that you can actually do some table talk because, you know, you can all... They can't, <laughs> oh, jeez. No, it is such an advantage. Oh, no. It is such an advantage. Though, we did get a huge advantage uh, playing at Port Charleston because we were playing against a French team. And they were talking, right? And one of my teammates speaks French. Oh, oh Chris? Chris Mondin. He spoke <laughs> French. And so, like... Yeah, Pierre Christophe and so and, and at some point, they look at his name and they're just like, hey... But what if he speaks French? Other guy's like, it's cool. He doesn't know the card names. And Monin's like, yeah, it's true. I don't know the card names. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's not. That's fantastic. Yeah, the Mondin is hilarious. Awesome. I miss that guy. Shout out to Mondin. Yeah, I miss that guy. At Pierre at, at Mondin at not on Twitter. At not on Twitter. But probably plays a lot of moto. Um, okay, so that that wraps up our draft. Then we have like a couple small announcements. Um, uh, a gentleman in the match community. Uh, his name is Eric Freiborg. He's no longer with us uh, past last year. And they uh, are now doing an annual tournament to help raise money for his family and his, and his kid. Um, and this was actually brought to my attention by Moto Zahori, at Moto Zahori on Moto. That's M-O-D-O-Z-A-H-O-R-I. Um, all the information on the event can be found over at puremtgo.com. I do not have the full URL handle handy. But there is, uh, according we'll to this, put it in the show notes. $2,700 worth of uh, prizes. All the benefits go to pro, uh, to help his family. Um, and it uh, looks like a pretty good event. That's great. Um, yeah. Do you remember what uh, what his name was on Moto? Uh, it was like Hamtastic, I think. Or, oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. So he was, he was a pretty pretty vocal He did uh, the, uh, the Pure Geo uh, podcast. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Freed from Real. Freed from, freed from the Real. So uh, yeah, so if you're uh, if you're in MTGO, head over to MTGO, puremtgo.com, check that out, and uh, yeah, it'll be all good. And then our last and certainly not uh, least important announcement of the evening is we had to wait to make him listen to the whole podcast. The whole podcast. No, That's you know true. you know what he does though. He just listens to like the first five minutes and the last five minutes to see if you shout it out. Uh, we should yeah, have put, put it in the middle. Man, no, we did put it in the middle. It's got to you listen. You better go back to uh, thirty minutes in. Anyway, uh, Scotty Mack, our friend from the A-Team, his birthday today. We promised him a birthday shout-out. How old is that? Birthday. Yeah. So uh, he, he's probably like, got to be at least 40 at this Yeah, point. he's got to be like 55, right? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, buddy, uh, your first round when you come into GP Columbus is on me. It's actually – GP Columbus is going to be insane. I really hope I get you gotta it. you got to try to get it. I am. I'm trying. Like, it's not it, – like – First of all, everyone requests time off for Gen Con. Yeah. So there's no way I'm getting to go to Gen Con. Yeah, but, but if you could go to one or the other, like... Right. I'm going to choose yeah. Grand Prix Columbus because I'm from here, so... Yeah, so he's coming in. Uh, pretty much all of our friends within an eight-hour drive are going to come in all across the... This is the, also going to be the Cube Summit, right? Yeah, we're going to do... No, Cube Summit... 
you know, really do here or probably or, Gen Con. Because Gen Con's expensive, and I didn't think a lot of people wanted to do it. We were just going to, yeah, so the Cube Summit's just like this, uh, we're going to do a panel, and uh, we'll do more details right, we'll do as that come yeah. out. But, but Scotty is going to be in town. He's going to be in town. He's in actually, addition to a bunch of other, a like bunch Mark other, Sun's coming back. A bunch of Canadians. Yeah. Mark Sun will be here. It's going to be a total crazy bash, and everyone's awesome. invited. You're all invited. Cranny ah. won't buy all of you drinks. No, I'll buy you all water from the Oshazi Dam, if you're, <laughs> if you're so inclined to, uh, to do that. But no, Columbus is an awesome city. If you're one of our uh, one of our listeners who hasn't ever been uh, up here before, the guys that are running it, they're professional med services. They run an extremely tight ship. There's yes. going to be tons of shit stuff to do. If you've ever um, been to <laughs> that was well done. If you've ever been to a Columbus GP or large event, you know that Pez does a great job with all their events, and also. It, the, the event itself is the Columbus Convention Center, which right across the street from it is the Short North. Yeah. And that's just always a good time for people who are in town. So. Sure. And uh, my last shout-out is uh, a month from this Saturday um, uh, in, uh, in, with uh, Comic Town. We're going to be putting on another PTQ, so I'll probably be uh, posting some details on that. And we're going to do another Star City IQ, um, continuing with the... Uh, the uh, new procedures that Wizards have put in place to kind of give the the power of running tournaments back to the stores. So um, definitely, if if you have tournaments that like are in your area, and you you think like you know if you have like a charity tournament or something, we'd love to to plug like the charity stuff because you know the the more the more the merrier when it comes to that stuff for sure. Definitely, so, definitely. I will uh, last plug for myself. I will be recording the next the newsening. Yeah, good job on that. Oh, if, thank you. Yeah. If you haven't checked out the Magic the Newsening. Ruben has found his stride in the second episode. Yeah, well, it helps being there. <laughs> yeah, no offense, not, no offense to your basement. basement. <laughs> yeah, but having having Jeremy like in the green screen and a teleprompter and uh, it's all it yeah. all helps a lot. So yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, just go Google it. Magic the news and anger. Right, it's on youtubecom sl- uh, slash Star City Games video. Yeah. And, uh, or you can just get it at StarCityGames.com. Right, or you can just get it at StarCityGames.com. Because I'm <laughs> sure. not on premium, dot, 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 yet. Hashtag Evan Irwin. Um, no, don't. that's <laughs> low blow. Not really. But. Anyway, so yeah, uh, I'm going to be recording that, and then that'll be up not this coming Monday, but the next Monday. Very nice. Yep. Stoddard, you got anything else to add? Uh, I'm quiet over there. When are you doing your next live coverage? Uh, June 2nd. Star City Games Columbus. Ah, right. Oh, yeah, we should probably come I, back, I shouldn't we? We're start idiots. June 2nd? June 2nd. I should probably come back for that. Seeing as ah, I've been moved in for that. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll be start, it's, uh, it's That's at, awesome. It's at Origins Game Fair. Nice. Which is at Columbus Convention Center run yeah. by Gamma. Uh, Pez will be there in full effect. Um, it's going to be insane. Uh, I, I'm going to be there set up. Troll and Toad, Star City, all the big vendors. If you want to come enjoy an insane weekend of magic, go play in an open... Get to this event. It's going to be sick yeah, it's going to be year. great. Yeah. So. so, yeah, come in for that. And come watch Sam Stodd do commentary. Yeah. That's right. And maybe I'll weasel my way into doing some, some not commentary. You just got like, to, like, sneak things. in, like, under the table skirt. Yeah. And just be like, hey, bitches, like, I'm a wrestler. And sneak in under the table skirt and, you know, mess around with Sam Stodd's <laughs> pants. Just him Yeah, like, just be like, like ow, wow, stop. this matchup's really, ow, jeez, stop that. What's going on? <laughs> Oh, we got another Delver mirror coming. Oh, jeez. What the heck? <laughs> you know, I didn't... I thought Cavern Souls would be real good, but it turns out nobody's playing that stupid... Oh, what's happening? <laughs> Anytime he says Mana League. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just jab him in the stomach. Tease me. See? Mail leaks bad, Soddard. It's bad. Yeah, it's right. Oh, wait, no. We're supposed to be on the other side. Uh-oh. Yeah, like, I just said that. Mail leaks uh, good, Stoddard. It's, it's good, good. Stoddard. It's, ter- it's perfectly fair. Yeah. Every time someone right. asks Cavernous Souls to not colorless, I get a little shock. So I'm just like, please stop playing Titan decks. <laughs> Every deck plays four main Necromora sides. Ooh, that's going to be a fun drinking <laughs> game when you're at home. What? Every time someone plays a Cavern of Souls, mm. take a shot. Yeah, you would. You or, would uh, not, not, of, not of liquor, because <laughs> you get shwasted. But every, how about this? Every time someone casts an uncounterable Titan. Okay, that's a good one. Is that one a good one? Yeah. All right, that'll yeah. work. Well, yeah. I uh, I don't have anything else to add. Gentlemen, I'm nothing good. else to Thank you. All right. All right, until next week, we're in contention. Yeah.